You are now listening to the Rose of Sharon Church podcast. It is our prayer that God challenges your heart during this week's message. If you would like to let us know what God is doing in your life, please email us at rostnshare at gmail.com. We're glad you're here. Welcome home to Rose of Sharon Church. If you can this morning, stand your feet across this building as we honor the Lord and we honor the Word of God today. It may be your last chance to stand up for a little while, so unless you get happy and you start waving that hanky and you start wanting to run, in Jesus' name, run. Throw your shoes and run. You got high heels on, chunk them bad boys and run in Jesus' name. Just don't chunk them in this direction. Hallelujah. 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 Acts chapter 9. If, you're, if, the, if the person beside you is looking at you saying, if you run, uh, don't grab me. Just tap them on the hand and say, see this hand right here? I'm grabbing it in Jesus' name. You, just, you better be ready. You better be ready. Acts chapter 9. Look at verse 10. Does everybody have it this morning? Say amen. Now there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias. And to him the Lord said in a vision, Ananias, and he said, Here I am, Lord. So the Lord said to him, Arise and go to the street called Straight and inquire at the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold... He is praying. My Lord, have mercy. It's amazing what begins to happen whenever you start praying. Can I share this with you? It was not a great prayer meeting that was called. It was one person praying. It was one person praying. Let me say that again. It was one person praying. Understand something. If you want to have a great change in your life, pray. Let me say that again. If you want to have a great change in your life, pray. Let me say that again. If you want to have a great change in your life, pray. You don't have to have somebody else pray for you. You don't have to go to Orlando to have somebody lay hands on you. You don't have to go to Tulsa to let somebody lay hands on you. You don't have to go to Dallas to let somebody lay hands on you. You don't have to go to Los Angeles to let somebody lay hands on you. You do not have to do that. Why? You just need to pray. Oh, Lord, my God in heaven. Somebody needs to get a hold of that this morning. Pray. You will be amazed at what happens when you mean business and you start praying. Lives will be changed. Your life will be changed. And the world around you will be changed. You just pray. Come on, somebody. Lord, have mercy. Hmm. Jesus. Verse 12. And in a vision, he has seen a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him so that he might receive his sight. Then Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard from many about this man, 
how much harm he has done to your saints in Jerusalem. And where he has authority from the chief priest to bind all who call on his name. Or your name. But the Lord said to him in verse 15, Go, for he is a chosen vessel of mine to bear my name before Gentiles, kings, and the children of Israel. For I will show him how many things he must suffer for my name's sake. And Ananias went his way. And he entered the house. And he laid his hands on him and said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you came, has sent me that you may receive your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And immediately there fell from his eyes something like scales, and he received his sight at once, and he arose and was baptized. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for this word, Lord, that you have spoken into my life. And dear God, I thank you for the opportunity now to be able to deliver this simple word, dear God, to disbelievers. <clears throat> I pray right now that every distraction, dear God, in the name of Jesus, be put to naught. That, dear God, Lord, at this moment, we can be able to hear the word of the Lord, comprehend the word of the Lord, and then apply it to our lives. I pray in the name of Jesus. Dear God, Lord, I thank you for it. I praise you for it. In the mighty name of Jesus, we will receive it, believe it, and walk in it. And everybody said, amen and amen. Before you see to turn around and tell two or three people, say, man, that Ananias is a bad dude. This morning, I want to preach on a very simple thought this morning that, to be honest, I am not going to hopefully preach very long this morning because I have a very simple thought that the Lord breathed into my heart and months ago and I've been chewing on it. I've been chewing on it and chewing on it and chewing on it. And this morning I, I want to be able to just give what the Lord has been talking to me about. And I want to speak for just a few moments on the Ananias principle. The Ananias principle. There's a lot of things that I could preach about about Ananias. But there's one quick thought that I want to share with you. One question that I really want to ask each individual this morning. And that is this. How many times do we allow what is common knowledge or what is widely held popular opinion, how many times do we allow that to defeat what God wants to do in us and through us? Let me ask that question again. How many times do we allow what is common knowledge or what is widely held popular opinion to defeat what God wants us to do and what He wants to do in us. 
For those of you that didn't get it the first two times, let me say this again. How many times do we allow what is common knowledge or what is widely held popular opinion to defeat what God wants to do in us or what He can do in us and for us? You see, it's easy to speak about God's destiny for our lives. It's easy for us to talk about God's purpose in our lives. Because understand something, He does have a destiny. He does have a plan for our lives. He does have a purpose for our lives. And it's easy to talk about those things when we are in church, when we are in camp, we are, when we are in revival, when we are in a conference, whenever we're in a position of heightened spiritual anticipation, we can be able to talk about those things all day long. But my question to, do, to you is this, but what happens when our divine purpose and our divine destiny that we talk about all the time finally comes into a place that it runs in to what everybody else thinks and what everybody else believes and into popular opinion. Because there will always be that moment whenever you know that God is talking to you about things and he's speaking to you about things. And all of a sudden, it runs straight in to what everybody else is thinking. Brother and sister, realize this this morning. That one has to give. One frame of thought has to give. Either you believe God, or either you believe the common knowledge and the popular opinion of the day. One has to give. You can't be able to live talking about divine purpose and then also at the same time living in a lifestyle that is held by just common knowledge, what everybody believes, what is popular opinion. Because there will come moments whenever they both interact. And when they both collide, then what do you do? Many times, unfortunately, Brother and sister, it seems like our faith in the Lord is the thing that sometimes gives. Because we'll ask, why should we question what we already know? Why should we question what everybody already knows? Why should we question what we have understood? Why should we question what has always been said. Why should we question any of this? Why should we? Why should we come to a place that we are constantly questioning these things? Well, brother and sister, understand something. Whenever divine purpose runs into common knowledge and popular opinion and they interconnect and they collide with each other, either one or two things happen. You either 
decide that you're going to listen to God or either you're going to listen to what is common knowledge and what is popular opinion at the moment. There is no two ways about that, brother and sister. You either it's one or the other. And many times we come to a place that we will trust what we think that we already know before we ever trust what God has said. And many times that comes down to this. We don't know the Lord well enough so that we can really trust Him. Oh, I don't think y'all are ready for this this morning. Lord, I don't know if they're ready for this, Lord Jesus. You could change their life. Change their life this morning. Dear God, in the name of Jesus, let us grab a hold of this. There's no age parameters in this, dear God. There's no standing in this, dear God, Lord. In the name of Jesus, just the word of God, speak to us this morning. Sometimes we'll get into a position whenever we have two differing opinions. Many times how that we define what we are going to do is usually depends on who is telling us the information. We have a good friend that's telling us the information. We'll go, yeah, I know you. If it's someone that we may not know as well, then we take that skeptically, even though it can be truth. There's a reason why, brother and sister, why that in so many of our lives we live below what God wants in our lives is because many times we take what is popular opinion and we begin to listen to it more than what we listen to God in many times in our place. Oh, Jesus. But brother and sister, I want to introduce you to the Ananias principle, something that I call the Ananias principle. And that is this, this simple thought. If God said it, I will trust it, I will walk in it, and I will experience it, no matter what anybody else says. My Lord, have mercy. In a world and in a time where there is so many differing opinions that God sometimes gets pushed out of the very psyche of even many children of God because of everything that goes on in life and how fast that it comes at us. But brother and sister, understand this. Your relationship with God many times is the very thing that is the determining factor on who we listen to. Because as we get to know who the Lord is more and more, we begin to understand Him more and more. We begin to understand His voice more and more and more. And brother and sister, understand this this morning, that we need to come back to this one principle, and that is if God says it, then I will trust it, I will walk in it, I will experience it, no matter what anybody else says to the contrary of it. 
Let popular opinion preach all day long. Let what has always been, let it lay all day long. But if God ever speaks into your heart and you grab a hold of it, here to tell you something, things can change in your life. Listen to this. Ananias' destiny, his purpose, has been intercepted by what is widely hailed in popular opinion. Okay? His destiny, his purpose has come to this intersection. The Lord says, go visit Saul. Ananias says, you have lost your mind. The Lord says, I'm going to use him. Ananias says, to do what? Clean out the church? The Lord says, go to him. Ananias says, I want to go in the opposite direction. I don't even want to be in the same zip code with the man. Why? Because he says this, Ananias does. It has told me that that dude is a bad dude. That he has authority to kill me. He has authority to be able to cleanse anyone that follows Jesus. He has the authority to kill folks. He has the authority to cage me up. He has the authority to be able to take me and put me in jail. He can do anything he wants me to. If I come to him and say, I've come because you sent me here. How did he know that? Because that's what everybody talks about. To the church and to many people that Ananias was talking to, Paul or Saul was a terrible person. He was somebody that was beyond grace. He was somebody that should be scorned by the church. And we should stay away from him. Why? Because the problem was that is what everybody believed. And because everybody believed it, Ananias was called at a point who do I trust and who do I believe? Do I believe God or do I believe what everybody's telling me? Do I believe that God is going to do what he says he's going to do? Or do I believe what everybody says? Brother and sister, understand something. The plan of God for the powerful expansion of the church centered around Saul and his conversion, and his baptism into the very Holy Spirit of God. It was all centered around the Apostle Paul, or him, Saul, becoming the Apostle Paul. It was centered around an individual that would push the gospel into, very, into the very Gentiles. Now, brother and sister, for that to happen, guess what? Ananias had to get past what everybody else said and had to get to what God said. 
It's easy to get caught up in what everybody else says. It's easy to get caught up in this place where, well, this is just common knowledge. Things can't change because it's common knowledge. This can't happen because it's what always has happened. This can't change because, well, you know what? This is what everybody says. This is what everybody does. This is how this... Can I just share some with you for just a moment, brother and sister? I don't give a rip what anybody else says. Why? Because brother and sister understand something. It is not them that gives the power in order to cause things to change. It is God Almighty. And once again, as the church and as individuals, we need to come back to this thought. And that is this... I must be what God wants me to be and I need to trust God to bring me to that place that He is bringing me to. Why? Because He is trustworthy. My Lord have mercy. Listen to this in Hebrews chapter 11. Verse 1, listen to what the Word of God says. Hebrews 11 and verse 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. That means faith has to do with perception. Faith has to do with what you are able to focus on and what you are able to see. Because faith is the very thing that allows you to see through and see past what everybody else sees. To see who? Almighty God. Faith allows me to do that. Faith allows me to do that. Have you ever seen floating benches? There's benches that have, have all of their strength and their frame is built into the wall. And whenever you look at it, the only thing you see is just a board or whatever it is that is that is sitting suspended. And if you are someone that needs to sit down, you may look at it and go, huh. Trying to be able to figure out, will this support me? You know, do the whole little kind of lean against the wall kind of you know, you're trying to be able to make sure that you can, that bench can support your weight in the way that it is constructed. But you take somebody that has built it and seen it and built numbers of them, they're a whole lot easier to be able to come right in and just sit on down and, and just not even worry about it. Why? Because they recognize something. They recognize that they can see past the wall. They can see past the sheetrock. They can see past the wood. They can see past the sheeting. They can be able to see how it is constructed by just looking at the design of it. And they recognize that can hold my weight. Brother said, let me just share this with you, my friends. In many circumstances and situations, 
Faith is just like that. You may not be able to see, can this support me? Can God support me in this situation? Can I make it through this situation? Can God help me? Can God, but in the middle of it, someone by faith may say, I cannot see the support, but I know the support is there and I see God in the middle of it. It's all about perception. It's all about seeing things. Look at what it says in verse 2. Faith is important. Why? For by it, talking about faith, the elders obtained a good testimony. Can I tell you something? If you are just living on what everybody else thinks, you will never be able to operate in faith and you will never have a good testimony. Period. End of story. Drop the mic. Walk off the stage. That's the truth. If you operate only on what everybody else thinks, and if you only operate in a position where that you are the only one that is that is in a position where that uh, that you only operate in common knowledge and what has always been and what my past has been or what has been in the past of this or that and anything else, can I just share this with you? You'll never be able to obtain a good testimony. The only thing that you'll do is just live. You'll just take up space. Why? Because a good testimony has to be anchored in something. And it's anchored not in what you see because circumstances change. Problems arise. Stuff happens. And in the midst of that stuff and in the midst of that storm, it is the structure that holds it secure. And brother and sister, the only way that you will obtain a good testimony is not in what others say, but it's in trusting who God is. Because that is truly what faith is. Listen, verse 3. By faith, we understand that the world's refrained by the Word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. In other words, he's saying this, even the world itself was created from something that was not even there to begin with. In other words, listen, if you, if you are so caught up in what everybody else thinks and what everybody else is talking about and what everybody else and what you think and what everything else and you don't even give a rip about what God is talking to you about, what happens is you will immediately begin to cut out the supernatural in your world and in your life where God can no longer be able to do things that are completely and totally just bam, just pow, spiritual supernatural kind of just blessings that just drop. And sister, if that's all that you're looking for is just what has always been, then keep listening to common knowledge because that's the only thing that it is. But God says, I can be able to speak something new into your life, something that has never been, something that you have never been, something that you have never experienced, something that you can be able to come to a place that from this moment on in your life, you can be different by the power of God and you can experience increase in your life. Why? Because the Lord is able to speak into it. And produce something that is from nothing. That is what he is able to do.
Drop down to verse 6. Listen to what the Word of God says. But without faith, it is impossible to please Him. For he who comes to God must believe that He is and that He is the rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. But it's just whenever we find ourselves at these moments with popular opinion says one thing and God says something else, it comes down to this. It is popular opinion and common knowledge versus God's ability. And it comes down to this. Which do you choose to believe? Brother and sister, this morning I just want to state this in my life. In this church, brother and sister, I've come to the realization it doesn't matter what everybody else says. What it does matter in this, what does God say about the situation? And brother and sister understands that for too long we've, I've, you know, we've allowed what everybody else says to de determine certain things in our own life. Certain things even in the life of this church and the life of, of things that you're involved in. But can I just say something? No, 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 no. It's time that we begin to believe God more than anything else. In my life, I'm going to begin to believe God. Well, the doctors say, no, I'm going to believe God for it. Oh, Jesus. You have to choose one thing to follow. Common knowledge or either the power of God. We must choose. Brother and sister, understand this. The Lord showed Ananias the path. The path to his purpose, the path to his destiny, and Ananias chose to follow the will of God. He did not listen to what was common knowledge. He chose to follow the will of God, and when he chose to follow the will of God, guess what happened? The power of God was revealed and unleashed in the circumstance. If you yourself personally have not been walking in those moments where the power of God is being unleashed in your prayer time and in your walk with the Lord, then let me just share this. Let me just, let me just, as politely as I can be able to say this, let me just say this, brother and sister. Then we need to re-examine who it is that we listen to. Because as we begin to step forward into listening to what God wants to do, He will always put us in places that are uncomfortable, but He will always bring forth the power of God to validate every single moment. Understand that when Ananias goes to, to Saul, I guarantee you this, I bet he went and kissed his babies, kissed his, his wife and says, I don't know if I'm coming back, but this is what the Lord told me to do. I'm sure as he's walking by and he's seeing brothers in the Lord in Damascus and they're like, going, where are you going to? I'm going, just pray. Why? Because brother and sister understand something. He was put in an uncomfortable place because he was listening to what the Lord was telling him to do. 
Sometimes the Lord tells us to do things that puts us in uncomfortable positions. But that does not mean that God is not in the middle of it. What it means is this. God is trying to set you up to be able to reveal Himself and to unleash His power in your presence and in your ministry. Brother and sister, Lord have mercy. Listen to what begins to happen. He walks in. He lays his hand on Saul. And when he lays his hand on Saul, the scales from the blindness that he suffered by seeing the Lord on the road to Damascus in the first part of Acts chapter 9 falls from his eyes and he is healed immediately. And when he is healed immediately, Bible says that Ananias was sent so that he might receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. God touched him and something happened to his life. Brother and sister, understand what is commonly hailed to be true. If that's the way that you always live your life, then moments like this will never happen in your life. Why? Because it's those moments that God begins to speak new things to us that allows us to be able to do things that we've never seen before. How can I know how to trust God? How do I know how to deal with, you know, that God is able to be my foundation if I never ever begin to trust Him? If I only lean on what I've always done. If I only lean toward, you know, that pack of cigarettes to calm me down. That drink to be able to calm me down. That whatever it is to escape away. For me to go and get lost in the television so I can be able to escape what's going on in my own life. Let's kind of just share this with you, my friends. That understand that whenever we begin to understand that whenever we begin to accept, there will be common knowledge that says, do not do, do not do, do not do. But when God says, yes, you can, yes, you can, yes, you can. If you follow the moving of the Lord, understand what will happen. There will be a moment that people look at you and go, huh? What? There will be moments that people will look at you and you will be uncomfortable. But at the moment that you follow through with what God is telling you to do, guess what? That comes an unleashing of the power of God in your life and in your ministry. And you see things that you've never saw before. But it comes down to this. What do you, what voice do you listen to? What voice will you follow? See, brother and sister, God is bigger than popular opinion. This is why we can move forward in our purpose. This is the reason why we can move forward in our purpose as an individual and as a church. Because we recognize that God's power is sovereign. And when we start walking in this understanding that God's power is sovereign, and when He is sovereign, yes, there will be other individuals 
that may talk and say, no, you don't need to do that. No, you don't need to do that. But if you are following God, and understand this, His power is bigger than what's always been. This is what the Word of God says in Mark chapter 10 and verse 27. But Jesus looked at them and said, With men it is impossible, but not with God. For with God all things are possible. Romans chapter 8 and verse 31. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, then who can be against us? 1 John 4 and 4 states, For you are of God, little children, and have overcome them. Why? Because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Philippians chapter 4 and verse 13 states this, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. When you follow God, it doesn't matter what personal opinion states, what popular opinion is. All of it must bow before the sovereignty of the Lord when you move with Him. I was driving around Washington, D.C. and going into Maryland. And uh, I thought Memphis was bad driving lately. It's crazy. D.C. was nuts. Nuts, 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 nuts. I'm driving through there. and Have you ever been driving along and all of a sudden on I-240 or Highway 51 around Millington here in rush hour, and if you give just a car's worth of space between the car in front of you, somebody will just jump right over in front of you. And you'll do one of the, you know, you know, jerk things, stop, honk the horn, go, what's wrong with you? Jesus loves you. Um, I'm driving along. And, you know, I'm moving along because traffic is moving. We're moving. We're moving. And I give a little bit of space. Not enough. But I give it, and these, and it happened like three or four times. Almost, Lord, have mercy. I realized real quick, you better be able to read the serial number on that bumper in front of you. If not, you, you're just you're gonna be in trouble. I'm driving along. I got a little space in front, and all of a sudden, this semi, eighteen wheeler, does one of these numbers. And I'm just talking about it's not just a slow. It's just a Woo, and you see that trailer go woo, in, and I slam on the brakes, pull over, and, and get away from the lane, and he swings right in. I'm like going, what? 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 What is wrong? You have like four times. And I've come to this conclusion very, very quickly while I was there, and that was this. That semi is bigger than my truck. Therefore, what semi wants to do, semi can do. And I started watching for that semi. There was space, I started watching. And I knew I either had to speed up or get ready to slow down. My sister understand something. 
whenever the Lord is with you, it's like you're driving that semi. Whatever lane you need to be in, guess what? He's big enough to get you there. And no matter what anybody else around him wants to do, you can't be able to stop it. Why? Because he's bigger than anything else on the road. He's bigger. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord, today. I give you honor. I give you glory for your presence, for your power. Dear God, Lord, I thank you, Lord, for words. Lord, even as you have given me this one, Lord, that I've been chewing on for, Lord, for so long. And dear God, that speaks directly right to our lives. And it speaks directly to where we are at as individuals. And dear God, Lord, no matter where we are at, no matter what situation, no matter what, dear God, Lord, the very things that we have been told, no, you can't. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Lord, he, He'll never change. He'll never change. You can't do that. You can't do this. Blah, 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 blah all the time. Dear God, Lord, I thank you, Lord, that when you're in the middle of it, popular opinion means nothing. Because it's all about what you say. And dear Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus that we become people like Ananias that have spent time with you so that we can hear your voice even when popular opinion says no, no, no. We have learned to trust you. Dear God, Lord, what good is it to hear the voice of God if we don't trust you to follow the voice of God? So Lord Jesus, let us be a people that hear your voice, but also trust your voice. I pray, Almighty God, in the name of Jesus, hear your voice, trust your voice, and see God unleash his power. The Ananias principle. I pray in the name of Jesus. I hear... This morning, maybe under the sound of my voice, you'll say, Pastor Tim, I am I'm living in the midst of popular opinion. Maybe it's something in your own personal life where you're in a situation where that popular opinion says, I, I'm never going to be able to do this. But you say, Pastor Tim, I need to not only hear the voice of the Lord, I need to learn to trust the voice of the Lord and follow the voice of the Lord. Brother and sister, it's not enough for me to tell you what the Lord says. You need to hear it. You need to trust it. And you need to walk in it. In the name of the Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus. Right now across this building, if I... Maybe you're here this morning and you say, Pastor Tim.